Hi there. Welcome to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of November 2, 2009. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. Live in in studio. In studio. With Adam Meyer, design director at Interval. It's just us today. It is. Jackie is in northern northern Minnesota, I believe. Coming back today, I think. Just enjoying probably the last, one of the last weekends of decent outdoor weather, I suppose. It was like upper 50s yesterday. Yeah, well, it's beautiful today. If it was anything up there like it is here today, that would be a nice weekend to spend uh, outdoors. Probably a little chillier, but that's okay. It's sunny. That's all we asked for after the gloomiest October in record or some noise, right? Yeah. Wet. Horribly. It's just so much rain. Yeah. You woke up every morning to rain and clouds. Clouds. Didn't even want to get out of bed. No. No, it was not good. So that's going to help explain our (laughs) mood today because we have a very rant-filled podcast, correct? We'll start with positive. I think it's positive. So news broke last week that Alina, which is, I believe it's the largest health system in Minnesota, uh, maybe by revenue or however you want to measure it, bigger than the Mayo Clinic, at least its presence in Minnesota, uh, announced it's going to partner with Minute Clinic to coordinate, quote, care between the retail clinic setting and our clinics and hospitals. So we'll post a link to a story on StarTribune.com. Uh, but that's a good thing. If from a from a hospital marketing and brand building perspective, I think that's great for Alina. Uh, there's another system in town has a partnership. Uh, Fairview uh, provides medical direction. I'm not sure to what extent, but they are uh, very much involved in the Target clinics. And is it North Memorial that bought now? Clinic is that what it's called? Yeah, but that's more of an urgent care. I don't think they have. They're not the kiosk kind of retail setting. Okay, clinics. okay, and I think could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I thought I heard somewhere that they um, there was some trouble there, but I'm not sure. Ooh, really? I don't know if that's been in the news or or, or what. Uh, rumor know. corner the with rumor Rona corner. Barrett. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I did. I don't actually. I think name. she was like a gossip person back in the 70s or something. <laughs> Hollywood gossip. Well, I was one, two, and three in the 70s, so I probably... Uh, <laughs> you were all those ages? <laughs> yes. You didn't skip three and go right to five? Uh, one, I did. One, two, and five. Yes. No. I think Rona Barrett, so that I'm dating myself <laughs> there. But uh, So this is a... Um, it's not like a financial stake there's no merging or partnership they're just going to kind of cross market and uh if you go to minute clinic you'll have an opportunity to have your visit ported right into alina's electronic medical records and that type of thing and alina's going to provide medical oversight uh so kudos though you know we've made fun uh before because i believe it was it might have been early 2008 lose tracks almost two years ago star tribune did a story on mayo clinic that was launching their own version of a mini clinic. Yeah, what happened to that? I'm not sure what happened to that, but in that article, they had a quote from a VP at Alina that was very embarrassing, I think, because his quote was, we have studied the mini clinic model for the past five years and have deemed it to be worthy of consideration, which I just went, it took you five years. I think we've (laughs) talked about this on the podcast. It took you five years to study 
seriously. I don't think it really took him five years. I took him, I think it took him that long to actually get their physicians at the table to even talk right. about it. I mean, we, we pitched this idea to a client locally in like 2003. We said, why don't you create your own version of a mini clinic or why don't you at least partner co-brand? What? No, you know, it's so foreign. It just kind of shows you that, well, this has been around for six, five, six years now, the mini clinic model, at least in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And Align is now doing it. It shows you how hard it is for these systems to innovate and change typical ways, right? But still, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing for Alina and good thing for folks in uh, Alina's markets to have that partnership. So good for them. Okay, now let's get to the rant section. <laughs> Where should we start? Let's start with CNN.com. Uh, it's yes. a rant for me. It is. And I just, I, the, today, earlier today I asked you, have you had seen the, um, the new CNN.com? I think it was I must be, I'm, not too long ago, maybe a week or two ago, three weeks at most, that it was, it, it was redesigned. Right. Um, so if, if you don't follow CNN.com or haven't, uh, you probably will not notice this. But if you, uh, if you do, you probably did. It's, it's a new layout. It's a, from a design standpoint, I'd say it's a nice design. But um, mm-hmm. I think okay. we both agree that from a content standpoint, it's been... Uh, Slipping. It's just the further balloon boyization of the media. <laughs> right. Right. Because now two thirds of their homepage is dedicated to human interest horse crap. I mean, right. no offense. I, the balloon boy story is like a train wreck that you can't help but looking at. <laughs> or Kate plus eight. I don't even know the goslings, whatever their names are. But you go there now. So we called it up for the podcast. And the left, the skinniest column on the left is the news. Right, so it's all skinny. Mm-hmm. The center column is all pretty much human interest, right? So here's the lead story: kids on social networks too soon, and it talks about status updates in Farmville and blah 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 blah. Okay, that might be an interesting story, but it's not news to right. me. It's right. an in-depth kind of thing, right? Uh, and it just and then on the right, the top box is healthy living. Do women care if a man has wrinkles? The guy's guide to looking younger. Study wrinkled skin can make a man look 10 years older. Guess who sponsors that, I would imagine. I'm, I'm not looking at it, but I would assume that there is some kind of wrinkle cream behind all of that, right? Don't well, you think? at the very bottom of that. Blush.com. Blush.com. I'm going to click it. Click it. See, where, see what blush.com takes you. Anyway, the point is they're going away from at least why I go to CNN.com, which is news. Hard news. What's yeah, it went com? to. Um, well, it didn't actually go to a blush dot com. It went to amazinglivingtools dot com, and the top story: why men are feeling the pressure to look younger in the workplace. So it's a sponsored site, guaranteed, sponsored by Joe's House of Wrinkle Cream. Yeah, when I scroll down the page, it's I'm seeing a whole bunch of trademark stuff well what it reminded me was uh a few years ago and i don't remember when this was let's say two years ago three years ago star tribune you know all the the traditional media sources are struggling the newspapers are struggling so like two or three years ago they announced that they were going to expand the international coverage in their paper (laughs) 
And I was just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's the last thing people want from you. Right. You're not going to be able to keep, you don't have foreign posts anymore. You're regurgitating what you get from other places. I can get it easier, more in depth from all these other online sources. Why wouldn't you speak to your strength, which is what? Local news. Local news. Why right. in the world would you do that? And they went back away from it. I think the new ownership came in and said, well, that was stupid. We're not doing it anymore. Why did they think it was smart then? Why? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're just going after ratings. But CNN, I can't even watch that anymore. It's no. so fluffy, trivial horse right, crap. Right. And after every story, they're going to their comments section of the of the story that was online or asking people's opinion on yes. Twitter. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Those are great social networking tools, but that's what they are. They're not. Uh, they're not tools for me to get my news when I'm watching CNN. John Stewart has a lot of fun with ripping them on that. I mean, when <laughs> CNN is in their news program and they're reading Twitter feed posts. Tell me what you were doing this weekend. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and you can tell they're, you know, you can tell that they're even hating it and right. they're doing it because right. they have no choice. It's the other thing I think of is like I get Time magazine um because I want in-depth coverage of the news. And when Time comes out, probably about every month, so it's a weekly, and all the news publications do this, they'll have their health and diet issue or their college guide issue. And I just want to go puke. Or their <laughs> top most influential men between the age of 35 and 38 issue. I hate those because they're not news. They're blah. Then maybe yeah. that's just me. No, Maybe I'm, I, old, I'm a dinosaur and I need to get over it and I need to start watching K plus eight. And <laughs> that's news. That It's all over the news. Is it just me? I don't think so. To me, it's a, it's a symbol of the fall of our civilization that we are. <laughs> that nobody, can, nobody can tell you what the situation in Pakistan or whatever right. is. But they can even tell you where Pakistan They can is. tell you that kids are on Twitter at too early of an age. Right, or they can tell you that John Gosling is dating whoever What's the it? hell he's dating. So, did I, I swear to God, I did, was not watching this. I was flipping through, <laughs> and it was Jessica Simpson. So excuse me for stopping when I see Jessica Simpson on TV. And they were tying her to John Gosling. What? I don't know. Let's start that rumor now if it's not true. That sounds good. Last, the last thing I heard of Jessica Simpson was when she was, and this was just only because it was local, dating John Mayer. The two of them were just making out on an absurd level in some booth at Bunkers, which is a little bar like four blocks north of our, our, of our office here. I'm sure that was like a lead story on the local news. I don't even watch local <laughs> news anymore, was. ever. Ever. I don't watch I still anymore. watch local news. Do I, you? I, I yeah, I watch. I have the. Well, I, I shouldn't say I, I watch it. It's on while I'm doing other things. I can't watch it. K 11. They sensationalize stuff. To no extreme. I, I am pretty disgusted with all it, media sources. There's Everything enough is sensationalized. crap in this world to cover. You oh, don't need yeah. to sensationalize. You don't need to cover Kate plus eight. Please. I mean, seriously, we're in two wars. I don't know. If, is Iraq still considered a war, by the way? We still always say we have in two wars, but I don't know if that's That's still. a good question. I'm not sure what War it's. on terror. Is that separate from the war in Afghanistan? No, that was the initial war on terror, I believe. That's where it started. Right. But that's a, it's a global war on terror. Right. Yes. I'm not sure what. And how about means. the financial mess? And how about 
bankers making profits. And how right. about, oh, I watched an episode of Frontline. That could be a whole nother yeah, none of, none Let's of that not is look news. at that. What's that? None of that is news. No. No, Nothing. that's because people aren't interested in that. I know. They're not going to spend time learning about well, that. Well, in that, and it's all it's healthcare. Old, it's old news. Nobody wants to hear about that anymore. Rant number one out of the way. Although, although uh, given all that, I still give props to Reuters.com. I think that's a good news website. Maybe I should switch to that and get rid of CNN.com. I've, I have switched officially to that one. I, about I don't Fox. think I don't think the yeah I don't <laughs> think the the design of of Reuters is quite as nice as some of the other ones, but the content I think is 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 not bad. Okay, so I'll go to Reuters. All right, so here's here's rant number two, and actually we have a we have packaged this and given it a brand name, so it'll be a recurring a recurring segment. Healthcare marketing pet peeve of the week. Okay. Twitter posts, now this doesn't have to be healthcare marketing, but this is because this is all I pay attention to in Twitter. It's where, where it hit, intersects with my world. Twitter posts that cite stats without substantiation. Okay, now where you usually see this, at least I do, are folks that are attending a conference, right? Right. Adam Meyer at the healthcare podcast conference, Adam says 10% of people don't wear underwear. And boom, it's a Twitter post. Right. And you're like, can you give me some context? Right. What's that? You know, everybody takes whatever stat they want. Uh, and actually, there was a, when we spoke at Health Camp Minnesota, we had some fun with this. Chris Boyer, who was in, on my panel, sent me a, a satire article that says, new online study, 67% of Web 2.0 statistics made up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's got quotes. Um, it's really, so it's the report is from George Pickett and Calvin McCracken, Pickett and McCracken. <laughs> uh, and it, and it's got this made up quote that says, it's really amazing. Not only are the statistics completely unreal, <laughs> nearly 95% of the time, these false statistics are made by people with a peripheral knowledge of web 2.0. What's more surprising in the demographics, 80% of these false statistics are made up by men aged 25 to 40. The second largest group are transgendered people aged 90 plus and an incredible 17.3% or so I've heard. We've got to be into like Web 2.2 or 2.3. I saw Web 3.0. I, I oh, man. Are we into 3.0? I saw it. I, I'm trying to think of the context. That could, that could be your pet awesome. peeve, right? It is. Because anytime somebody says Web 2.0, I want to smash my face into the wall. <laughs> so why do you think Web 3.0 is? I don't God, know. God, where did I see it? I don't, I'll find it for you. I don't know how you can ever put... A, a version number on something that is never in a, at a single state. It's constantly True. evolving. You cannot put a version number. That, that's, that's my pet peeve. I mean, pet it's peeve. a marketing term for well, social network. How the web has turned into so much more it, of a social It's supposed network. to be like 1.0 is one-way direction, basically websites spitting information out. 2.0 is supposed to be user-generated content. Yep. For the most part, that's what it's around, right? Right. So I don't know what 3.0 is. I don't know. It's when the web controls itself. <laughs> Skynet. <A> masturbatory web. <laughs> <laughs> so so Chris, Chris Boy and I had some fun with this because we both have this pet peeve of people throwing out. So we actually made up a statistic during the panel and set it in Health Camp, Minnesota, hoping that somebody would tweet it, <laughs> saying Chris Boyer and Chris Bevelo just said that he said, you know, he started it and I finished it. He said 90% of physicians use 5% of social media and I said, but 5% of those physicians use 90% of social media. <laughs> Did anybody tweet it? 
Uh, no, not that we saw, <laughs> which is probably good. That's not fair to set up our own audience, but I think I tweeted a uh, random statistic like that. I'm, I think I'm guilty of that in Chicago at the conference. I think the statistic was uh, it was 90% of something. What the hell was it? 90% of hospital leaders, top leadership says they are, they were interested in something. Patient experience. Yes. I think there was a survey that health leaders media did. Yep. Um, but I, I, I didn't say it. I cited no reference. I just blurted out. Right. Some but at least there was a reference. Right. I mean, that's what you're looking for. And I've seen a couple of times where, you know, we follow a lot, um, healthcare, online healthcare research, cost comparisons, all those kind of things. And so we see statistics run through Twitter all the time. 80% of people say they would shop for healthcare online. 47% of people say that they've shopped for a healthcare service online. And you're like, all right, who's saying this? And, you know, you dig into some of these when there is a source. You dig into it, and you can just tear it apart. Right. You know, this was an online survey done with people on eBay. And you're like, well, of course they're going to be more likely to say that. What? <laughs> you know, you're talking to people that shop online. Of course they're going to say they shop online for anything. But anyway, I, so watch that if you're a Twitter user. If you've got a statistic, cite the source or, or provide a link so people can go see for themselves. doesn't mean you can't promote statistics. Right. I just I always find it interesting when that happened. <laughs> you, yes? Yeah, Even though you oh, did yeah. it yourself. All right. Are we ready for one more rant? Let's do it. I think our audience handle it. Because we're being so. so negative today. Flush the cliche. This is a recurring recurring segment, right? We haven't done it in a while. We haven't. We were trying to remember what our, our other cliches were. Physicians and ads. Yep. And, and <laughs> there the loss of else. memory. Oh, oh, oh! The the hidden gem. That was the, one of was them. that what it was? Were the, be, were the best kept secret that I think was one of our other. Was that a? Was that a? We've talked about that, but I don't think that was a cliche, wasn't it? I thought it was. No, I think it's something else. Well, we picked an odd one today. Continuum of care. Mm. When people talk about the the full continuum. We provide the full continuum of care. The circle of life. <laughs> so my first problem with the continuum of care. Is that, well, it's a cliche, right? That's the whole point of all these, right? So first of all, everybody says it. Right. It's like in our world, the agency world, when people say they're full service. Right. And nobody's ever full service. No. Right? There's always something that they don't provide. Or if they provide everything, they're not good at all the things they provide. Mm -hmm. But everybody says it. So whether it's true or not. We're full service, aren't we? What's that? We're full service. I think we are full service. Okay, okay. We are. (laughs) (laughs) But if everybody says it, then... What what power does it have, right? But then you start getting into the reality of continuum of care. And my experience has been when you're dealing with a with a healthcare organization that talks about the continuum of care, it's how they define the continuum of care. So when you have a community hospital that does not have a cath lab, so they can't do angioplasty, they can't do open heart, they can't do any of those things, but they have a full continuum of care from heart screenings to cardiology visits on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1 to 3 p.m. to therapy. So really, if you came to us, there would be a full continuum of care. Because if you came to us with a heart attack, we would just ship you out. (laughs) Right? Right? There's always a hole in it, and it's just how they define it. Mm -hmm. Now, there are are systems, don't you think, that provide the full... I mean, 
Right. Big ones, right? They mm-hmm. provide the full continuum of care. For the um, most part. Is that, a, is that a selling point, do you think? For a patient to go, I want to go to XYZ system because they have everything I would need there? You know, it's not for me, and I think I've said this before, but... And, and I don't, I don't feel quite this, I don't, I don't think this way these days after working in the healthcare industry for, for this long, but I used to just assume that right. if I needed, if I needed healthcare attention, I could go to the nearest hospital and get done pretty much whatever needed to be done, you know? Um, so I don't know that, you know, I think it's something that people assume that, you provide healthcare assistance. They don't, you know, I don't, so I don't know why, why it would be a selling point to say we provide the continuum of care. I think your audience is going to assume you provide the continuum of care. It gets back a little bit to the, we are a hidden gem. If people only knew what we did, they would come. Mm -hmm. So if they know we do everything, that's, that's going to make them, that's going to convince them. And I think, I think in some ways there's value to that, but I don't think people shop for healthcare like that. They don't go, I need a place that's going to cover my cancer when I get it in 10 years, and if I get a heart attack, if it, they shop for what they need at the moment. Right. So if you're having a baby, do you look for a full continuum of care from the hospital that you're selecting? No way. Mm-mm. You look for their, their maternity care and their, and their labor and delivery and their rooms and, and all that. Or if you are have diabetes, you're focused on that. You're... You know, so I think it's a, it's a nice thing to hear, but I don't think it's a, I don't know, that's just conjecture. But I think I put myself in the mind of somebody shopping for care. If you are new to a community, you may seek out a provider that offers more services than others. But again, is that going to overrule the relationship? You know, like I've met this primary care physician and we get along great, or they're nearby to my house, or they offer convenient hours. I mean, if you don't have cancer, if you don't have heart issues, if you're not pregnant, you're really not going to research those things right. because you don't, nobody's going to go, you know, I don't have heart disease, but in 20 years I might. I don't know. Right. You know, convenience is still the biggest it's driving huge. factor for me. I have never been in a situation where I needed to shop for the best surgeon. What or... about what you're, you are, you and your beloved are pregnant? Correct. So I bet convenience might be overruled by depending where you live. Right. right. It could be in that case, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, I mean, uh, my wife is an RN, and we're, we're sticking with the system in well, which so, she works. Okay, so a little different situation right. for you because you're connected to a care provider. I mean, we, we lived in the suburb when we had our three kids, and we drove by one well, – we drove by at least two, maybe three hospitals to go into Minneapolis – for uh, a major hospital that was connected to a children's hospital. That's why we went there. Because everybody we asked said, well, you want to go here. Mm-hmm. You want to go to Abbott. Because they're, if something goes wrong, they're connected to children's. So conven- it was not convenient to basically drive up the gut of 35W. Well, it's, yeah. And, and now that we... Yeah, it's, it, the location for... Yeah, yeah. We probably passed... Now that we're temporarily living in an apartment while we do the new home thing. It's, um, you know, we used to live right by North Memorial. So that was convenient. Now we live quite a ways away from North Memorial. So from, from that standpoint, it's not necessarily a convenient 
a convenience anymore. I would, well, the, you know, it's a little different because we're talking about if, if you're having a baby, you have time to shop for your option. Mm-hmm. Another great example to me is joint replacement orthopedics mm-hmm. where people have a, a lot of times have the opportunity to ask around, to sh- shop around for lack of a better word, and people will drive a distance for a better experience. Right. Yeah. And, and again, if we're talking about the cliche of continuum of care, are they going to care that you have a full continuum of care or are they going to care more about, well, what how many joint replacements does your surgeon perform and right. how long do I stay there and what's the environment like and uh, what's the wait time and how long does it take me to get in there? And so so not only is it a cliche, meaning it's overused and it doesn't have a you know, it doesn't stand out. Not sure it has the value that people give it. Right. Fair enough? Fair enough. Okay. Are we done ranting for the day? <laughs> I think we might be. <laughs> at Do you have anything positive in, to leave our audience with? At least the podcast, with? we're done. Yes, that's true. It's still one oh, day after Something positive. Well, it's a beautiful day. It's hard, it's hard to be mad about anything on a day like this, especially as we alluded to earlier with how crappy it has been. So that's positive. I feel happy. Kind of. I feel happy. I'm not <laughs> dead yet. I'm not dead yet. I'll go for a walk. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll cut it off there. That was a happy little ending there. So for Healthcare Marketing Insights. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. We could finish with this quote, which is one of my favorite from that movie. Which one? There goes the king. How do you know he's the king? Because he's got shit all over him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or because he doesn't have shit he all over him. He doesn't have shit all over him. You're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> I had somebody comment that we were very free and expressive in our podcast. And we weren't afraid to drop some... F-bomb. Well, we haven't well, dropped any F-bombs Not yet. F-bombs, but we've dropped other bombs. That's fine. We just dropped a S-bomb. That's all right. There's, uh, there's another podcast that I listen to once in a while. It's a... Uh, Dan Benjamin and John Gruber. They're kind of big guys in the technology scene. John Gruber is a big uh, Mac nerd guy. He, yeah. DaringFireball.com. I don't know if you've ever heard of that mm-hmm. website, but um, they used to have a podcast and they would. Gruber is like a not. He's just known for being vulgar, just, just not, not being vulgar. I was going a little too far, but he just, he'll drop F bombs whenever. Um, and the other guy is not that way. So he, and he would edit the podcast. There'd be all these beeps and blips here and there. And I was just kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, you not a bunch of 12 year olds listening to your show. You know? <laughs> I think they can handle it. <laughs> well, if we, if we had a, if we did a video game show or we did something that wasn't professional, I think there would be more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would probably. Then we would only <laughs> two best, but. All right, let's, let's end it again for healthcare marketing insights. This is Chris Bevelo, Adam Meyer. We will talk to you next week. See ya.